pour yourself a cup of coffee. It's the Sunny Side Up Show with Edgar and Philip. So today, let's do something um, that we've pr- we've pretty much done this multiple times during the history of our show, but we want to do something a little interesting. We wanted to focus on one thing each, one thing that we recommend, something that we're into right now. It could be a song. It could be... An, a, a movie, it could be a book, it could be anything mm-hmm. uh, that we want to spend some quality time discussing. And that way, it, so we're only picking one thing each, and that Correct. way we can really give it time to shine uh, instead of our normal episodes where we do maybe like five to ten recommendations for a movie. And it's or, more like quick hits of information, right? So this is a little more in depth, mm-hmm. and we're thinking maybe we do these once a month or, or, or you know once every other month, just to sort of spice it up. Yes. So this is the first in that series, um, but yeah. So I, I, you know, we we didn't discuss this before, and I'm sure you know we'll, we'll, there 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 will be some learning to go here. Um, but yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Who wants to go first? Um, I'll I'll go first this okay. time. I'll go first this time. Uh, so I wanted to recommend something that I think can spark a a, a little bit of a conversation, especially between us, since you're a comic book aficionado and fan um i want to talk about a new television show that has just totally captured me and Mm. i am totally obsessed with this show i am talking about the new Watchmen series on i've heard amazing things it is amazing so far we by the so at the time of recording we are probably episode four in episode four i think we're in episode four um i am totally totally amazed by this show and i am totally like i am 100 percent captured by this it so quick you know just a quick history on the show it is um taking place 34 years after the events of the watchman graphic novel series uh it was a graphic novel written by alan moore and uh dave gibbons um it is an iconic series that uh was made into a movie before but Mm -hmm. just in general is considered a seminal work for uh uh, alan moore of course but also just the seminal work in graphic novels considered as high literature for many like when people say graphic novels are literature this is one of the books that people are talking about um it is you know, spawned a series of uh, uh, um, comics uh, uh, post the release of the graphic novel uh, that's been very popular for DC. Uh, and up to recently, they were still doing them, I think. Uh, so recently, they are bringing the Watchmen universe into the DC universe. There's a really cool series uh, written by Jeff Johns called Doomsday yep. Clock that's going on right now. Yes. And it's kind of merging the two and shaking up the way the, the DC universe is. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Watchmen... It's just fascinating. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, and for a lot of people, they, they may have... Their only connection to the series is really that movie, the Zack Snyder movie, which uh, unfortunately really did not capture the spirit of the book uh, necessarily for a lot of fans. Uh, I didn't actually hate the movie. Uh, I and think it was bad. And there are parts of the movie that I actually really enjoyed, but it is definitely not the book. And... He it was, is not true to the spirit of the book. Right. And there were some changes made to the story. Yes. Some major so, changes, yeah, like yeah. major changes right. that have really upset a lot of people. 
Uh, and Alan Moore, of course, historically hates the hates his work being adapted for the screen, and he believes that his work should stay Which is on the so pages. Because <laughs> they'll adapt anything. They'll he's ever adapt written. anything he's ever done yeah. because he's a genius. But however, this HBO series is not a sequel to the movie. Right. Not at all. It is actually a sequel to the graphic novel Correct. taking place 34 years in the future. The showrunner and the creator of the show is Damon Lindelof, who is famous for Lost, the TV show Lost. Mm. Now, he's uh, he he's he also did the um he he's done a bunch of stuff, but he's most famous for Lost and he has gotten a lot of um praise and also a lot of hate for his work. So he's a very divisive person. However, uh, I think everyone can agree he's a very creative person. And That is true. When he was announced as the showrunner and the creator of this series, a lot of people were concerned. And what he did, which was really fascinating and interesting, is before the show came out or, 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 or there was like any more information about the show, they just knew that he was attached to it, he released a letter. And in this letter, he addresses fans and he says, I'm going to let you know right now, I will be telling a different story that is not Watchmen. If you love Watchmen, this is not Watchmen, the original. Uh, you can skip my show. I am trying to tell something new. It was yeah. very, it was a very gutsy move, what he did. He's saying, I'm trying to tell something new. I love what he says. I love Watchmen. It is my favorite graphic novel. It is a graphic novel that connects me and my father. I absolutely adore it. Trust me. And, and you, and like, and you will be happy if you don't want it. Go read the graphic novel. Don't watch my show. It's totally fine. Which I think is, uh, is a, a great way to put it. Yes. Cause the problem is, is a lot of people go into these comic book based projects, assuming that it's going to be verbatim. Right. What's in the comic and right. any slight changes could really affect right. how the fans react. Right. And I love that he just put it out there cause he's saying, Hey, you can trust me, but if you don't want to just don't watch my show. Yeah. He's just putting it out there. Like, Hey, it's not for you. Go read the graphic novel. Enjoy it. It will not change the graphic novel at all. And I love that. I love that he was forward enough to do that. And I also love that HBO took a risk by doing a TV show on I Watchmen. I mean, is it really a risk? I mean, because the, the, the movie didn't do so hot. It's not necessarily like a series that people were necessarily expecting or wanting. Uh, it just sort of came out of nowhere for a lot of people, especially for me. And I'm a huge Watchmen fan, as you know. Yeah. So, you know... It, you know, and of course you have a different perspective because you're a comic book fan and you know that people love the show. But in general, in the you know public out there, it's not like there's a lot of love for Watchmen. There's not like an iconic Watchmen character for, for instance, or whatever. Even though we could argue that there is, like Rorschach's Rorschach's mask or whatever. Yeah. Uh, um. Not, uh. Uh. Anyways, the comedian, of course, and the smiley face. Doctor Manhattan. And Doctor Manhattan and Ozymandias, of course, all that stuff. However, um. What real so the show the show was announced and it was coming out and I didn't know what to expect. I loved Watchmen. I loved the the graphic novel. This show, from the moment you start watching it, you realize it is so true to the spirit of the graphic novel, and it's not trying to tell the graphic novel story. It is just telling a continuation. It's almost like an alternative universe continuation, okay. and like an that, Alice world story. Sort it sort of. Um, however, it is built as like, this is the direct sequel to it. Just, mm -hmm. this is what I would do. Like if I'm like, if Dave, if like Alan Moore said, Hey, you write the next graphic novel, that is what he's right. doing. 
Uh, but it is so true to the imagery of uh, Watchmen, so true to the writing style of Watchmen, so true to the voice of Watchmen, the cynical uh, 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 satire that is Watchmen. Uh, it is dry, it is funny, uh, but it's also spooky. Uh, there are some genuine scenes that give me chills. Oh, wow. uh, it's a mystery, as of course anything Damon Landerloff is Expected. does is a mystery. However, in, in like the early seasons of Lost, I love that it is slow build. Each mm-hmm. episode, you learn more and more. Right, and it's but it's not like you know totally thrown at your face like blah 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 blah. It's just you have to be smart about it. And the TV show itself is very smart. Okay, and I think that's that's why people are resonating with it. And I think a lot of people just weren't expecting it. They're like, oh wow, like. That's not what I was expecting this TV show to be at all. And it's just blowing me away. And I had to write, like, I, I'm telling everyone about it. I'm like, you have to watch this. Even, I'll even say this. Even if you've never read Watchmen, you can watch this TV show. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, it, the cast is amazing. Regina King is oh, wow. uh, playing Angela B- uh, 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 Abar, who is the sort of the main-ish character in this story. Jeremy Irons is playing Ozymandias. Uh, uh, he's in this story. Uh, and, and there's some other, you know, act, big actors and, and stuff in the show. That I don't want to spoil anything or anything, but is Ozymandias the only character from the original? No. So actually, uh, Gene Smart is playing, uh, Lori Blake, who is Sil- the second Sil- Silk Spectre. Nice. Uh, and also, um, Dr. Manhattan will be in the show. Um, however, as of episode four, he's still not on the okay. show. Um, but the if you watch, not a spoiler, if you watch the trailers, he he will appear in the show. You can't eventually. really do a Watchmen show without Doctor Dr. Manhattan. Manhattan. Yes. He's such a pivotal character. Right, right. exactly. Um, but there's a bunch of new cast and new players. Uh, so this takes place in a world where uh, so it's 34 years after the original series. Um, and if you know anything about the Watchmen world, it's sort of like an alternate version of our universe where um, they have a lot of the same stuff we do, but technology never necessarily took technology is more like magic. You know what I mean? It's very like magical in a sense. Um, and those who are very rich and powerful can wield it and do amazing, crazy things with it. But for the most, like for average people, they're still using like beepers. They're still using like flip phones. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not, you know what I mean? Like it, it's very like as if we were in the nineties, but the upper echelon people are doing crazy stuff that we, we with, don't even know with about pagers with pagers. Exactly. It's like, is it? Yes, exactly. That's how I would. They're sort so of, next level. They went backwards. Yes. Yes, and that's actually kind of a, a theme in the show is this like wanting this regression back. However, there is some futuristic stuff here, uh, but people like it's like as if as a society we personally decided, you know what, smartphones aren't that great for us, so we're going back to flip phones. But we do have the smartphone technology. We're just going back to. I mean, sometimes I fantasize about flip having phones. a flip phone. Again. That's what this world like. That's how this world operates. It's actually very interesting. Um, and there's like all the cars. So all the cars, they have all normal cars. However, they're all electric now. So they're all like, so it's like your normal car, but has been electrified. Like one so of the, it could be, this could be what reality really yes. is in like 10 yes. years. So like, <laughs> what, like someone, like one of the first scenes, there's like a pickup truck that is very obviously like your V8, whatever old 
crappy pickup truck however it's been converted and okay. like the sense that you get is that the government at some point in the future has decided that all, all car cars. all cars have to be electric and converted in some way um so there's like little things like that that are really interesting um and i you know the acting is just so great in the show and i think that's like everything is so high quality here and the mystery is so deep and intense and you really want to know what's going on that it just blows you away and if and that has nothing to do with Watchmen. Like just that alone is what's so amazing about the show. But then you add in Watchmen on top of it, and it's just it's so refreshing for um, a world where we where Marvel is like the main uh, draw at the at the movie theater. Right. It's refreshing to see comic book characters handled this way. And I think we talked about this when we talk about Joker, for instance, the most recent Joker movie. You want to see something different in you, and I want to see a smart uh, uh, comic book story. Yeah. And this is what this is providing for us. Um, but yeah, I absolutely adore it. I am highly recommending it to everyone. If you want a smart TV show that doesn't hold your hand, but is totally uh, uh, addicting and enwraps you, check out Watchmen. And if you love Watchmen already, you're going to love this. I'm telling you right now, if you're like hesitant because you love the graphic novel so much and you were burned by the movie and you want nothing to do with this, give it a try. You yeah. will love this. You will love how truthful it is to the Watchmen spirit for sure i mean especially if the guy who puts the show together is a fan of the source material yes that's typically when you see you you see the success right is when it's made by somebody who has seen previous properties and was like if i did it i would have done it this way yes yes you know um i always get excited when when fans are the ones that grow up to become the creators and the the directors and stuff. Because and this is literally what this feels like. Yeah, because it's literally they, what it feels like. Because they know what they're doing. I I'm definitely intrigued to see it. I, I I'm under the belief that HBO can do no wrong. Yeah. Um. I haven't seen every HBO show, but pretty much every HBO show I've ever seen has been wonderful. You, the expectation the expectations that they're quality. Right. So when I, you know, when you see that Watchmen's coming to HBO, you're like, oh, I trust it. Immediately right. you're like, I think I trust this. Yes. Yeah. Like I feel like sure. it would be in good hands regardless. For sure. For sure. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely. You I'm, need to check it out, man. I'm definitely For interested. Sure. I, I sure. saw the trailer yeah. when that first trailer dropped, and I was like, this looks really cool. The problem is, I have read Watchmen only maybe three times in my entire life. Yeah. Um. It's a tough graphic novel to get through. I I had to watch a recap before I started the show. It is uh, very dialogue heavy. Yes. There's a lot more um, word balloons than yes. most action yes. packed. Yes. Um, but it does have action. It does. It does. The thing about Alan Moore is he's such a talented writer that, right. you know, there's so many, you know, metaphors and allegories and all those different. Right. You know, English. and there's stories within the story. It's a very yeah. comp. Like I'm not. Yes. I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. Watchmen is a very complicated graphic novel, and it can be hard to read for. It is a lot of people. It definitely. I will say it is one of. Um, but it, it's so rewarding. It falls into that category with like V for Vendetta, um, yes. or 100%. From Hell. Yeah, where but it's both like that he wrote. Yes, really magnificent pieces of art, but kind of difficult you know yes. but again you're looking at something that to me is comparable to things like Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea right or moby dick or right. anything that would be considered you know classic literature so 
Um, I'm very excited. I, I I like when people are given the opportunity to take already existing universes and and do something yes. with them. Um, and it's comic book based. Yeah. So you need to check it out. And, and what I love about it too, speaking of that, what the TV show does that the graphic novel doesn't is the TV show is much more approachable. Right. Now, of course, it is on HBO, so it costs money, and it is for adult audiences, so that may be a barrier to entry. Uh, uh, but I mean, you could argue the same about the book. Like the book's not a kid friendly. I would book. never. It's an yeah. adult book. Um, no. But with that being said, it, it being a TV show by its nature is much more uh, approachable because it's a more passive thing because you're just right. sitting there watching it and uh, consuming the content. Whereas the graphic novel, you sort of have to one strain yourself reading it, but also process it in your mind as you do read it. Yeah. Um, so it's much more approachable, uh, but that's what the you know, and that's what I think really impresses me about the show. Because you know, when they did the movie, I think one of the the criticisms of the movie was that the graphic novel was so intense that the movie had to really sim- simplify the yeah. graphic novel. When really the graph the movie should have been like two or three movies. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. The other thing too is that they brought in somebody so stylized like Zack Snyder to kind right. of hopefully take some of the edge. Right off of it, and and it was it was. Look, I'm I'm honestly I didn't hate the movie. Right. Um. I understand that sometimes you have to change the the way a story plays out to fit a more cinematic style. I mean, look at Stanley Kubrick with The Shining. One hundred percent. You know, absolutely. Um. So I didn't hate it, but again, you know, you're talking about an adaptation of arguably one of the greatest right. graphic novels to to For ever sure. exist. For sure. Um, I think it's a great pick. Yeah. Totally Had not to at all it. what I was expecting. But again, <laughs> that's what I love about yes. this episode in particular is that it could be anything. It could be anything. Yeah. I had no idea what you were coming to the I had table to talk with. about it. Well, I saw, so I saw the most recent episode yesterday yeah. and I was just like, how is this so good? Like, yeah. how is this show so good? But anyways, yeah, highly recommend it. I'm a big fan. Check it of, out. Uh, of that. This this was tough uh, for me. Yes, let's hear your recommendation. picking this, and this is going to come way out of left field. Okay. Like, I'm going to give this recommendation. A hand cream? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you're, you're probably going to sit there and be like, what? Okay. Why okay. was this decided? But um, this is going to be a band recommendation. Oh. Um, or an artist recommendation. Uh, because to me, I could recommend one album, or in this case, I'm actually going to kind of recommend four albums. Okay. Um, but I think understanding the story behind this group and kind of getting a feel for uh, a little bit of their story and background. Um, I the think, Spice Girls. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, I think this actually makes for like a very interesting um com- like t- i think it's very interesting for anyone who appreciates music to any level okay um and i'll tell you this right now this is a genre of music that 80 to 90 percent of the genre i despise um but the story around okay. this band um so it's a country band changes everything no <laughs> <laughs> uh this is a group a duo oh uh called drexia 
I believe is what it's pronounced. Uh, it's D-R-E-X. I know them. C-I-Y-A. They are a Detroit techno duo. Yes. Consisting of James Stinton and Gerard Do- Ger- Gerald Donald. Yes, I've heard of them. Um, so they existed from about the early 90s to the early 2000s. Um, and then they disbanded when James Stinton uh, died of a heart condition. And oh. so that was kind of the end of their stint. Um, they make music that is considered techno. It has sounds from like ambient music, industrial, yeah. hard style. I mean, it, it, at times there are songs where you're like, this sounds like pure African tribal music. Yeah. Um, and it is two African American um, guys who grew up in Detroit. They were very big on the techno scene um, because supposedly Detroit techno is like a, a really well-known style. Like they had their own style outside like of style like, with yeah. And, to and techno. Detroit techno was, was really big in the nineties. Um, the two things that I find really fascinating about um, and, and what kind of separates them from a lot of other artists and makes me more intrigued by them is that one, they were very mysterious. They did very few interviews, I think probably less than five their whole career. And um, there was a lot of mystery around who was actually in the band, like in the group. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a lot of other um, DJs and producers in Detroit techno scene that could have also been in, in this group. But eventually it was discovered that, that it, it was, was mainly these two guys. Yeah. Um, and the really interesting thing, um, is I, that I always love when there's like a mystery behind the music and the artists you like, cause you yeah. start, you imagine your own well, stuff for them. It was never about creating music for fame, right? It was just something that they were truly passionate about doing. Right. Uh, and you can hear it in the music. Um, I'm not a big techno fan, but I could listen to their music all day long. That's it's, awesome. It's so good. Um, uh, uh I actually recently pretty much my entire work shift was just their whole discography. Yeah. Um, and so they have this really cool Afro futuristic mythos behind the band. Um, and in the liner notes of their 1997 compilation album, the quest, uh, they made this statement that Drexia is an underwater country populated by the unborn children of pregnant African women who were thrown off of slave ships. The babies had adapted to breathe underwater in their mother's womb. Oh, wow. And this led to what some later would refer to as Black Atlantis. Wow. Um, and so that's that, amazing. That to me is like crazy interesting to like take. Yeah something especially because they are african-american to take something from your history that is viewed as so negative right, right. and put this very unique creative spin on it right um and it, it the thing that i love is that sometimes when you hear the music uh you can almost kind of build stories around that right um and i think it's it's just so interesting um and uh so james stenton actually uh, Stinson, sorry, uh, described in a, one of the few interviews that he's ever done. He called into a radio station and was like, hey, I'm from Drexia. I'll do an interview. And they're like, okay, no. Like, we, we know that's not true. Uh, and they ended up doing this radio yeah. interview. And uh, in there he stated, and I cut down something very long to something very brief. And basically yeah. uh, he described the theme of the music as an infinite journey to inner space within and to find the beauty that's inside and bring it out. Wow. 
and beautiful. It's crazy interesting. They have uh, eight EPs. They have uh, a handful of compilation albums and then three official studio albums. But in 2011, and for a few years after that, someone actually compiled all of their music into four compilation albums. And it's mostly done chronologically. Oh, wow. But I think it's also mixed thematically. Gotcha. Um, and it's called The Journey of the Deep Sea Dweller. There's parts one through four. Each is about an hour long. Oh, wow. Um, and for me, the thing that I really love about this album is, one, it's great background noise because there's very little to no vocals um it's pretty much just like just music drum machine backing you know very interesting melodies yeah um so actually one i recommend listening to this with headphones on okay because you can definitely like this is gonna sound kind of weird and maybe hippie-ish to a degree but i believe that when you listen to music in headphones, the music goes from like a 2D sound to a 3D sound. Mm. Like you can almost kind of hear the layers and the levels and the way that it's put together. Well, you do because of the, it's much, one, it's much closer to you and you you get to really hear it, but also the, the drivers and the headphones sort of, you like you hear the, the different layers to the music. Right. For sure. Um, Now there, but that, with that being said, you can also achieve the same thing with speakers. It just they have to be nicer speakers. Yes, I yeah, I I wouldn't put this on like a right. tiny little Bluetooth right. speaker exactly. because you're gonna miss a lot of the soundscapes. It's so true. Um, even if you put on like crappy headphones, you always get a little bit more from the music. It's yeah. so true. I yeah. I totally agree with you. Um, and so the things that, uh, and so I, I, I recommend you either headphones or really nice speakers. Um, speakers. And I would maybe play it in the dark and potentially before you go to bed or while you're sleeping there because I used to play music while I slept. I did too. And I actually didn't start doing that until there was a, an article about a study that came out surrounding that M83 album where they were like, scientists actually ran a test and proved that the, the sounds in the album actually enhanced your dreaming. Ooh, interesting. Um, and so I've I've slept with music and it's affected my dreams. Same. And so for me, I think this would be something that could potentially enhance your dreams in a very positive way. Okay. Um, And so, yeah, it's kind of really off the wall because I'm not a huge techno fan, but um, this is one of those bands that I'd really like for somebody to do a documentary about because they're extremely interesting. I've heard a lot. So to, to be honest and to be fair, uh, I haven't heard a lot of their music. I've heard some, mm-hmm. uh, but this is a group that I've heard a lot about just in the surrounding backgrounds. And especially when people are talking about like the greatest producers, the greatest creators of music, uh, they're always like that, like background person, like, you know, when they do their list or whatever, they're one of like, not necessarily at the top, but they're one of the, the people that are listed are like that deeply influenced a lot of right. your favorite uh, creators and producers and musicians. Yeah. So it's fascinating. Uh, so when you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah. Uh, and, and now you're really making me want to actually sit down <laughs> and listen to the music, especially because I actually do have a lot of love for instrumental uh, uh, music. I'm not like you. I'm not the biggest techno fan. Right. Uh, but I, I, I do have an – and especially because I'm a person who likes background stuff. Exactly. And I've defaulted to podcasts, but – I've sort of been wanting to switch back to music. Yeah. So 
So this, the thing that I, I like about them, because to me, when I think techno, I think very loud, heavy, bass-driven, right. like, like club-style music. Right, yeah. that's the, the uh, stereotype. To me, I feel like Drexia tones that down, and they, they kind of tear away the heavy bass, right. and they make it more kind of mellow and relaxing and, and kind of something that you can lay around to. Um and look, there's going to be that possibility if you decide to sit down and binge listen to all four of these records, you're going to hear a lot of similarities and you're probably going to be like, I thought I already heard this song. But the thing that I love about them is while you're listening to this, there are those moments where you kind of like, you know, feel your head nodding or you're just kind of like small dance moves. I love or, that. And you don't even realize you're doing it. Yeah. And, and they have these really nice melodies that just, they just hook you in and they kind of... They, they they carry you off into something very beautiful. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I definitely, I, I think if you want to step out of your comfort zone, maybe you primarily listen to the top 40 hits or rap or rock or country or whatever it is. Check this out. I think this would be a fun, very interesting kind of unique style to, to, to add to your collection of music. So Fascinating Drexia. stuff. Drexia. Highly recommend them. I'm definitely going to check them out. And they're they're a group that I've, I've been meaning to and, and have been wanting to. How did you discover them? What was um, your journey to them? So I actually had a friend tell me about them because I didn't know anything about techno. And he yeah. had this like really interesting story how he could trace back to when he heard about them back in the 90s. Wow. Um, and, you know, he when he described them to me, I, immediately the whole story behind them, I was... I was very just like hooked from the start where I was like, wait, yeah. now, now I want to dive into this rabbit hole of trying to figure out, like learn, because there's so little to know about this group Yeah, that I wanted to know everything that there was. I love that. You it's know? like this mystery and you need to know. Yeah. And then the other thing that I really love is that one of my favorite things to do is to listen to music and then build stories around the songs. Oh yeah. Um, Like I've always thought creating stories for music videos would be a really fun thing to do yeah and so i love that there's no vocals to drive the story the story can be purely it's on your head whatever you want it to be but i, I like that there's this jumping off point of this underwater country and it's you know since i love comic books you know aquaman you're imagining all these Namor, things like i can basically take stories yes. from aquaman stories from atlantis and kind of you know Remix take it wherever i want um and actually interestingly enough someone did Back in January of this year, 2019, um, someone actually started a Indiegogo to do a graphic novel, and they reached the amount that they wanted. They got their their goal. Yeah. Um, but it hasn't been released yet. So if it does come out, I'll definitely say something on here. But it's fascinating. I think it's cool. I and and I like music. I like. I like creators who can inspire other creators to take yeah. what they've done and do something completely different. Absolutely. With it. Absolutely. And I like that we both pick something that was heavily influenced by something else. So yeah, for sure. Wow. Very nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Drexia. Got to check them out. Yes. Um, I believe that's how they pronounce it. I've, I've actually seen a lot of now I'm like, I'm getting a lot of memories of how I've heard of them. But <laughs> one of the things that like I was on this article about Afrofuturism and I remember they were one of like the, the touch the touch points and I saw some of their artwork for their actually I don't know if that's like their now that you're talking I don't know if that's their official artwork or if like fan created artwork but there's a lot of like weird futuristic like psychedelic artwork for them which is yeah. really fascinating um wow okay I didn't connect those dots I'm 
very <laughs> thankful that you did for me because that's awesome. That's definitely a group that I really want to check out. So awesome. Yeah. All right, that's two solid recommendations yes. right there. Go watch Watchmen, especially while it's still on Who's the air. Who's watching the Watchmen? Who's watching the Watchmen? You should be. And then go listen to Drexia yes. and have, have yourself, yourself a weird week. Yeah, have yourself a weird <laughs> week for sure. This is gonna be. A, it's a it's a thinking week. We yeah. both pick two things that are like you have to sit down and think about it, which it, I love. Give you some depth. Yeah, you for know, sure. Help, it's help it's not always like popcorn stuff. Yeah, stretch like, your stretch your mind a little yeah, bit. Yeah, for sure. Look, we're gonna we're like we said earlier. We're gonna talk a lot of Star Wars. Yes. We're gonna talk Marvel movies. Yes. Like, we're gonna talk so, about the mindless fun, right. but but here's some meat. Yeah. So, and and yeah. that's what this series will be, by the way. I, well, maybe there's one day that we do a recommend that's something silly. No, but now now I'm now that we've set this bar. Yes, I these think are going to be like be, all my. I want it to be yes. I want it to be something that's like something you can really dive deep into and, and really think about. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. All right. Well, that is our episode for the day. If you uh, like our recommendation, if you want to recommend something to us. Reach out to us at Daily Sunnyside on social media or uh, email us at dailysunnyside at gmail.com. If you like our show, uh, if you liked our recommendations, if you want to share that with your friends and family, that's the best way to get our show across to people right now. Um, And also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. That really means a lot to us if you leave us a review. Helps us out. Um, All right. That is our episode, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.